We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Welcome to Speak English Now podcast with your host, Georgiana, the podcast that will help you to speak English fluently with no grammar and no textbooks. Hi everyone, I'm Georgiana, founder of SpeakEnglishPodcast.com. My mission is to help you to speak English fluently. In this episode, I'll talk about the Declaration of Independence of the United States and why the 13 American colonies decided to become independent. Later, you'll practice your grammar with a point-of-view story. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These famous words are all that most people remember of the American Declaration of Independence. But the text as a whole is far more complex and subtle than this piece of liberal rhetoric might suggest. Thomas Jefferson was given the job of writing the Declaration of Independence by the Second Continental Congress Committee. He wrote the original Declaration in only four days. He revised it a little bit over the next two weeks. When he was done, he gave a copy to Benjamin Franklin and John Adams to read and edit before the next meeting of Congress. On the 4th of July, the Declaration was formally adopted by 12 colonies after minor revision. New York, the 13th colony, approved it on July 19th. On August 2nd, the Declaration was signed. Like many groundbreaking documents in the history of government, the Declaration is firmly planted in a highly specific historical context. Over 60% of it is a detailed list of grievances which the American colonists felt against George III and the British government. The American Declaration of Independence does three main things. It advances a theoretical case of revolution, discusses human rights and the nature of national sovereignty. It sets out a precise list of the specific complaints which the American colonists had against the actions of the British government over a decade and a half. It declares the 13 British colonies on the east coast of North America, independent, on the 4th of July, 1776. Around 1720, Britain has stopped paying attention to the American colonies. In 1757, the British became involved in the Seven Years' War against France. Britain won the Seven Years' War in 1764, removing all French control in North America. 
the great issue was that Britain was now heavily in debt. Consequently, Britain started taxing the American colonists. Not only were the colonists opposed to the taxation because they had no representation in Parliament, but they had also become used to managing their own affairs for the past fifty years, and they were now much less dependent on British protection. They believed that they had taxation without representation. Taxes were imposed on them by the English Parliament, where they did not have a representative to argue on their behalf. The taxes that were implemented were on items that were everyday necessities, not just luxuries. The Stamp Act taxed any paper, and the paper had to carry a seal proving that the tax had been paid. Tea was essential to anyone with a British background, and it was also taxed. British soldiers were often accommodated in homes of individuals, whether they liked it or not. The colonists couldn't get a trail by their peers. Americans who committed serious crimes were not tried in the colonies, but were shipped off to England for trial. The Boston Massacre occurred in 1770 when a few British soldiers were cornered by a large number of colonists who were throwing snowballs, rocks, and oyster shells at them. No one knows exactly who yelled "fire," but the British fired and killed a few Americans, five of them total. The massacre became a significant tool for propaganda against the British. The American War of Independence would last for five years. Battles between British troops and colonial militiamen in Lexington and Concord in April 1775 kicked off the armed conflict, and by the following summer, the rebels were conducting a full-scale war for their independence. Yet to come. Were the Patriot triumphs at Saratoga or the bitter winter at Valley Forge? France entered the American Revolution on the side of the colonists in 1778, turning what had essentially been a civil war into an international conflict. French assistance helped force the British surrender at Yorktown, Virginia. In 1781, though the Americans had effectively won their independence in 1781, fighting would not formally end until 1783. In 1783, with the signing of the Treaty of Paris in Britain, the United States formally became a free and independent nation. I hope you're enjoying yourself. And before ending this section, I'd like to share with you some interesting facts about the Declaration of the Independence. Sadly, the original handwritten copy of the Declaration of Independence doesn't exist anymore. Thomas Jefferson's first draft criticized the slave trade, but it was changed by Congress. Together, the Declaration of Independence. 
the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are called the Charters of Freedom. Now we'll continue with the next section, the point of view story. Let's practice some grammar with the point of view technique. The main benefit of this technique is that it'll help you to learn grammar intuitively, without boring exercises or memorizing rules. How does it work? I'll tell you a short story more than one time. Every time, I'll change a grammar point. For example, I can change the tense or the person. This way, you'll intuitively recognize the changes. Okay? Let's start. The 4th of July is one of the biggest days on Americans' holiday calendar. Politicians make speeches celebrating Americans' history and traditions. Many Americans attend daytime celebrations such as picnics, barbecues, and parades. Jason loves celebrating the 4th of July every year, enjoying the country, the fireworks, and the flag. It's a family time for him. He usually goes on camping. But this year, he's going to be participating in the local parade. What he enjoys the most is fireworks. He believes that fireworks have been associated with the 4th of July since 1777. It was when citizens of Philadelphia or Pennsylvania celebrated with bonfires, gunshots and explosions. Now, let's change the point of view from the perspective of an American in 1783 who imagines how the 4th of July will be celebrated in the future. The 4th of July will become one of the biggest days on Americans' holiday calendar. Politicians will make speeches celebrating Americans' history and traditions. Many Americans will attend daytime celebrations such as picnics, barbecues and parades. Jason will love celebrating the 4th of July, enjoying the country, the fireworks and the flag. It'll be a family time for him. He'll usually go on camping. But in 2017, he'll be participating in the local parade. What he'll enjoy the most will be the fireworks. He'll know that fireworks have been associated with the 4th of July since 1777. Right now, we're celebrating in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania with bonfires, gunshots and explosions. Awesome! This is the end of this episode. Remember to listen to it several times. It'll help you with your English. Visit my website speakenglishpodcast.com and get the full transcript. See you soon and have a wonderful week. Bye-bye! Did you enjoy today's episode? Get the transcript now at speakenglishpodcast.com. Speakenglishpodcast.com.